G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. God wants to answer your prayer. We need an answer, and God wants to answer our prayer. Man, that sounds like a marriage made in heaven. And indeed it is. Hey, I want to answer your prayer. We're saying, well, I need my prayer answered. Excellent. Let's get on with it. The Lord invites us to ask, seek, and knock. Pastor Greg Laurie points out that God wants us to come to Him in prayer. Jesus said, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This is the day when the lost are found. welcoming. They might say, hey, come by our place anytime. Really, our door is always open. Really? Anytime? Like two in the morning? Will the door be open then? No, it's sort of a figure of speech. But today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that when God invites us to come to Him in prayer anytime, He absolutely means it. And surprisingly, Jesus also prayed on our behalf. So let's take a look at that prayer. about little Josh. He was with his family over at his grandmother's house and uh, grandma put the food on the table and little Josh started to chow down. His mom stopped him. Josh, what are you doing? We always pray before we eat our food. And Josh said, well, we don't need to. And his mom said, why? He says, because grandma knows how to cook. (laughs) Here's the thing. You can pray anywhere at any time. And what a privilege prayer is. I mean, what if prayer was like a root canal? How many of you like root canals? Raise your hand. I didn't think so. Who likes to even go to the dentist? Not many of us. But, you know, let's say prayer was like a root canal. And every time you prayed, you felt that pain. We would still pray because we need to pray. But here's the thing. Prayer isn't like a root canal. Prayer isn't painful. Prayer is just a commitment that we make where we call out to the Lord and we don't pray as much as we ought to. If there is a sin that's prevalent in the church today, it would certainly be prayerlessness. Uh, The sin of omission, we talk about breaking God's commandments, but a sin of omission, in contrast to a sin of commission where I do something wrong, is not doing what I should do. And so often we miss out on what God wants to do because we don't pray. Listen, you can pray anywhere. Paul prayed in a dungeon. Daniel prayed in a cave filled with hungry lions. Peter prayed on the surface of the water. Then he prayed underwater. And Jonah prayed from the belly of a great fish. So the main thing is that we pray. 
And here's what God really cares about. He doesn't care so much about the length of your prayer. He doesn't care about the eloquence of your prayer. He cares about the heart of your prayer. That's what God looks at. And for that matter, that's true of worship as well. God's not so interested in your posture or your volume or even your pitch, though it's nice to have nice pitch, but he really looks on the heart more than anything else. And Jesus says that your Father knows what things you need of before you ask them. Now, you might say, well, if that's the case, why pray? Here's the answer, very simple. Prayer is not informing God. Prayer is inviting God. Let me say that again. Prayer is not informing God. When I call out to the Lord in prayer and offer my petition, I'm not informing God of something he does not already know. But it is inviting God into my situation, into my challenges, into my problems. This must be thought of as a relationship between a father and a child. The value of prayer is it keeps me in touch with God. You know, sometimes people will come up to me and say, would you pray for me? And, and I always try to either do it there or do it immediately so I don't forget. And sometimes when we're facing crisis, we call out to other Christians and say, remember us in prayer. And that's a good thing to do. Why? Because Jesus said in Matthew 18, 19, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. There's no question that there is power in unified prayer. That's why we need to pray with each other and we need to pray for each other. But let me add something else. Even when we forget, I have really good news for you. Jesus Christ is in heaven interceding for you right now. Think about that. It's true. See, so how do you know that? Because Hebrews 7.25 says, he's able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Then in Romans 8, 34, it says, who is he that condemns Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, listen, is at the right hand of God and he's interceding for us. So here's the question, what does Jesus pray when he intercedes for us? And that is revealed to us here in John chapter 17. Now we often refer to the very familiar prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and so forth as the Lord's Prayer. The Bible never calls that the Lord's Prayer, but we do. I think if we are really accurate, we might call it the Disciples' Prayer. Because to the point, that was not a prayer that Jesus himself ever prayed. That was a prayer given in response to the request of the disciples who said, Lord, teach us how to pray as John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray. So Jesus said, okay, after this manner or in this way, pray our Father who art in heaven and so forth. So that is not really the Lord's prayer. Jesus never prayed, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who've sinned against us. Jesus had no sin to be forgiven of. Okay, so that's a disciple's prayer. Here in John chapter 17, this is the real Lord's prayer. This is a prayer that only Jesus could pray. So it really gives us an insight into his desire for us. For as he prays, it shows us his heart. And by the way, he prayed it out loud where his disciples could hear. You know, he could have done it privately and we would have never heard the prayer. 
but he prayed it out loud. He wanted them to hear this prayer. He wants us to hear this prayer. And by the way, you are spoken of in this prayer as well. Uh, so he prayed it in a way that they could all hear. Now this prayer can be broken up into three sections. First he prayed for himself, verses one to five. He told the Father that his work on earth was finished. Secondly, he prayed for his disciples, verses six to 19. He prayed that the Father would keep them and sanctify them. And then he closed the prayer by praying for you and me and the whole church that would come. And so that's in uh, verses 20 to 26 of John uh, 17. So let's start with point number one. Jesus began by praying for himself. By the way, that's not a bad thing to do. Uh, R.A. Torrey, a great uh, preacher, once said, quote, a prayer for self is not by any means necessarily a selfish prayer, end quote. So don't feel it's self-indulgent to pray for yourself. Absolutely pray for yourself and bring your needs before the Lord. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the U.S. Today, Pastor Greg is introducing us to a prayer Jesus prayed, not just any prayer, but a prayer he actually prayed on our behalf. Let's continue. So let's read now the great Lord's Prayer John 17, I'd like to read verses one to six at this moment. And Jesus spoke these words and lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come, glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory that I had with you before the world was. I'll stop there. Well, so much there. <laughs> but here's something very interesting. Look at verse one. He lifted his eyes to heaven. You know, a lot of times we make a big deal about how you pray. We'll teach our children. Now let's pray. Close your eyes and fold your hands, right? And then the kids get in trouble if they open their eyes, right? Have you ever been in a little prayer gathering? Let's pray and, and then your eyes are open for some reason and somebody else's eyes are open and you see each other and it's like an awkward prayer moment like you're both cheating. <laughs> it's not cheating to open your eyes when you pray because Jesus here, look at what it says. He says, he lifted his eyes to heaven and said, he looked up and he prayed. So when we say let's pray, you don't have to bow your head and close your eyes. You can, that's one way to pray. And it's not a bad way, by the way. Because it sort of blocks things out, right? But you can lift up your eyes and, and look at the Lord as you pray. You can pray on your knees. You can pray sitting down. You can pray down on your face. You can pray laying down. There's many positions we read about in the Bible where people prayed. But listen to what Jesus prays. He says, the hour has come. This is a very important phrase. Uh, he would often use it. In fact, uh, when his mother wanted Jesus to show his power at his first miracle that he performed at the wedding feast in Cana of Galilee, he responded, dear woman, what is that to you? My hour has not yet come. In John 7, we read about the religious leaders wanting to arrest Jesus. It says the leaders tried to arrest him but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. Well now Jesus says my hour has come. What hour? 
the hour of his betrayal, his arrest, his crucifixion, and resurrection from the dead. The hour of both darkness and light. The hour of Satan's attack and the hour of our purchased salvation. So now he's saying the hour has come. Now this brings us back to the why of prayer. Why should we pray? Because God will allow circumstances in our lives to keep us dependent on Him. Let me ask you a question. If you never had a problem again, you never had an unpaid bill, you never had a single sickness for you or any member of your family, you never had a single conflict, a single problem, you knew the answer to every question, you always knew the right decision to make, would you pray? Oh yes I would. Oh, you probably wouldn't as much as you think. God will allow these things in our lives to keep us dependent upon Him. This is very important. So we call out to Him because we need His help. That's why God doesn't give us all of His glorious gifts in one lump sum. He's a Father and He wants to hear from us. And know this, God wants to answer your prayer. You know, how good is that? We need an answer and God wants to answer our prayer. Man, that sounds like a marriage made in heaven. And indeed it is. Hey, I want to answer your prayer. We're saying, well, I need my prayer answered. Excellent, let's get on with it. Jesus said, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You know, some people are cheap. Uh, some grandparents are cheap. I don't get cheap grandparents. <laughs> you know, your job as a grandparent is to indulge and spoil. Leave the parenting to your kids. You know, grandparenting is the reward for all that you had to put up with your own kids. <laughs> and it's their punishment for what they put you through. So let them do that. You're the grandparent. I want you to think about God like a grandparent for a moment. I know he's called a father in heaven. But a grandfather's a father too. Your father in heaven loves to indulge you. Not spoil you, not give you things needlessly, and certainly not things that would hurt you. But he loves to lavish blessings on you. He loves to lavish provision on you. It's his joy, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now let's continue on in John 17. More of Jesus' prayer for you. Verse seven. They have known all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words you have given me and they have received them and they have surely known that I came forth from you and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world but for those whom you have given me for they are yours. All mine are yours and yours are mine and I'm glorified in them. Now I'm no longer in the world but these are in the world and I come to you, Holy Father, Keep through your name those whom you have given me that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I've kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. So we'll stop there. So Jesus is praying that we would be safe. So what does Jesus pray when he prays for us? What does Jesus say when he intercedes for us? He prays for us to be safe. Remember one time uh, Jesus was hanging out with Simon Peter and Jesus turned to Peter and said, Simon, Simon, the devil has been asking that you be taken out of the care and protection of God. Hey, would that freak you out if Jesus said that to you? Hey, Greg, Greg, uh, check this out. The devil's been asking for you by name. 
that you be taken out of God's protection. He could have just stopped there and let it hang. But then he went on to say, hey, but I prayed for you uh, that your faith would not fail and when you have returned, strengthen your brothers. Hey, Peter, the devil's been asking for you by name, but don't worry because I'm interceding for you. And so here's what Jesus prays for us. If you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. He prays for our preservation. He prays for our preservation. Look at verse 11. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given to me that they may be one as we are. God will keep you. The Jewish priests were told to pronounce this blessing over the people of Israel repeatedly. You know it, Numbers 624. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. Then in the New Testament, 1 Peter 1.5 says, we're kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Jude 1.1 says, to those who are called sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. Listen, you are kept, you are safe. We're considering the Lord's Prayer on our behalf today with Pastor Greg Laurie as he presents his message titled Jesus' Prayer for You from his study series in the Gospel of John. Next time on A New Beginning, we'll receive more insight on the security we find in Christ. But before we go, a final comment from Pastor Greg. You don't lose something you love. You know, you don't go to Disneyland and lose your child and not even know you left him unless you don't care about your child, right? You don't lose something that's valuable to you. Maybe your favorite sunglasses or uh, your wedding ring. I don't lose my wedding ring. Maybe it's because I can't even get it off my finger because I've gained weight since I got married, right? Okay. But the point is you don't lose something you love. You hang on to it. It's valuable to you. God loves you and He's not going to lose you. He's not going to forget about you and He's not going to let go of you. He's going to protect His investment. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Jesus' Prayer for You. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-005011 or at visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 